Welcome to the Bitcoin.com weekly update for August 6, 2021. My name is Michael Coombe and on this week's show, in spite of all the global uncertainty, worldwide crypto adoption appears to be on the rise in 2021. Before we get to that, however, I'd like to take a moment to introduce myself as you've likely noticed the weekly update's usual host, Mr. Corbin Fraser, isn't here. I'll be taking the reins as the show host. I'd like to take this moment to thank Corbin for his fantastic work in delivering the news and for all his hard and continued work over at Bitcoin.com. I have worked at Bitcoin.com on and off since 2018. It won't take an expert to see that I am extremely passionate about cryptocurrency, economic freedom for the world and just the broader financial markets as well. So. I can't wait to share all the amazing news each week with uh, the audience and just, you know, just continues to grow this YouTube channel and do amazing things together. So really, really excited to see what we can achieve together. With that said, let's get into the news. In a newly released report by crypto exchange and fintech firm Crypto.com, the number of people using cryptocurrencies skyrocketed to 221 million as of June, more than doubling since January 2021. The Measuring Global Crypto Users report saw January's 106 million users leap to 221 million in just six months. With interest in Bitcoin early in the year increasing confidence, later altcoin fever would come into play as well with this year's bull market taking BTC to new all-time highs in spring. Ethereum investors increased in Q2 against the backdrop of positive news and investor interest. And the real adoption driver was the meme coin boom that occurred in May and June. Thanks, Elon. Um, tokens such as Dogecoin and Shiba Inu became buzzworthy enough to rope in users even from outside the crypto community. The report, which sourced data from leading exchanges, found that altcoin holders accounted for only 20% of global crypto holders in January, but by the end of June made up a whopping 38% of these cryptocurrency owners. The report's executive summary notes it took only four months to double the global crypto population from 100 million to 200 million. Still, still relatively small. Crypto.com CEO Chris Masalesk said that the growth's that the growth was very encouraging. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think we'll see another doubling to 400 million by the end of the year? We love to hear your thoughts. We love to hear your comments. So post it in the comment section below. And it has indeed been a newsworthy first half of 2021 for crypto with all time highs, government adoption of Bitcoin in El Salvador, NFT mania, Binance's regulatory issues and concerns, mainstream and institutional adoption, and that's just scratching the surface. There's been so much more than that. Speaking of big events, another one just happened on August 5th with the Ethereum London hard fork going live on Thursday. The long-awaited fork, which sees five improvement proposals take effect, occurred at block height 12,965,000. The most significant changes the London hard fork brings, according to many in the community, are proposals EIP-1559 and EIP-3554. Uh, EIP-1559 changes Ethereum's fee rate, making the asset Ether 
deflationary by way of ETH burns. Um, we'll throw up, there's a cool website where you can actually watch the amount of ETH um, being burned live. It's kind of interesting. I think there's already a, over a thousand um, Ether that has been burned, which, which is a crazy large number. I think even bigger than the community was anticipating. Um, EIP-1559 is a big one as it has the potential to make Ethereum a deflationary currency. Now, EIP-3554 adjusts the minor difficulty bomb to help ease the big transition from a proof-of-work to proof-of-stake blockchain expected to be completed sometime around December. So, I mean, prior to the update, the ETH price has it's just been going up and up and up. We'll throw up a chart. You can see jumping over 8% on Wednesday and enjoying up to enjoying 21% gains over the past 30 days. Um, and it's really been on a tear. I've been watching it. Very, very interesting to see. Is this, con this going to continue? Is this the, the signal, the continuation of the bull run? Or is the price going to begin to settle now that the hard fork has actually been implemented? Um, uh, an Ethereum London upgrade community call was held on August 2nd. There was various launch parties going on. We'll try and throw some snippets on screen because those are always fun to, to, to see the enthusiasm of the Ethereum community. So what do you think about Ethereum? Are you looking forward to it switch to proof of stake? What do you think about it potentially becoming more deflationary? Um, Bitcoin.com news will keep you posted as the hard fork continues its progression and we'll be sure to share all the data from the Ethereum network with you guys as well. So leading into our next story, all the excited crypto attention seems to have some government officials worried. And with all that concern comes talk about the necessity of a digital dollar from the United States Federal Reserve. United States Federal Reserve Governor Lael Brainard said last Friday she thinks a world without a United States central bank digital currency is unthinkable. Delivering remarks to the Aspen Institute Economic Strategy Group on Friday, Brainard implied that if other jurisdictions have digital currencies and the US does not, Dollar dominance and leadership and status as a reserve currency could be threatened. She said, the dollar is very dominant in international payments and if you have the other major jurisdictions in the world with a digital currency, a CBDC offering and the US doesn't have one, I just can't wrap my head around it. So she's keen to jump on that, um, that trend of um, federal reserves around the world um, creating their own digital currency. There's one out already available in China, so they're a little bit behind on that front. The Fed is currently gathering feedback on the costs and benefits of potentially creating a digital version of America's fiat, and a discussion paper is expected in September this year, so next month. The paper is also expected to include design aspects for the currency. Further swirling around Brainerd's brain were fears of stablecoins fragmenting established payment protocols and disrupting centralized finance. Oh no. The official cited the need to protect households and businesses from losing access to a safe government-backed settlement asset. The official did note that international intermediation chains are opaque, long and costly and that something needed to be done to address this. Of course, this is a large part of the reason people are using stablecoins and crypto. The market seems to be providing a service governments have been too slow and inept to provide, and now they have to scramble to save face. Brainard further cited COVID-19 as a reason for creating a digital dollar. 
Government support payments could be sent in digital dollars to those that need them, even if they don't have a bank account, the Fed governor noted. But enough about the Fed for now. Let's talk about something fun, like dogs and money. Rich Dogecoin addresses potentially owned by leading financial services, to be precise. Reports suggest Robinhood owns Rich Doge and BTC addresses. Who owns the largest Dogecoin address? Well, nobody knows for sure, but fresh research from an internet sleuth on Reddit suggests it may be leading online brokerage firm Robinhood using the address to manage Dogecoin funds for its users. As a brief aside, this is yet another reason why having your own non-custodial wallet like the Bitcoin.com wallet is important. These big services could easily lose your funds if security were to be compromised. And I couldn't echo that enough. Um, it is something that has happened historically with numerous exchanges. Um, when you don't own your keys, you don't own your coins, and uh, if someone else is lose, loses, though, uh, loses your crypto, they can throw their hands up and say, I'm really sorry, your crypto's gone, um, and you're left with a big hole in your wallet. So highly recommend checking out the Bitcoin.com wallet. It's obviously fantastic, super fast, and easy to use. So let's get back to this story now. Back in February, the crypto space was wrapped up in speculation about who might own the richest Dogecoin address currently in existence, known as the DH5 address, which owns 36.7 billion Doge, or about $7.1 billion worth. A user known as Andre from Alberta recently updated this research, once again tying Robinhood to the DH to the DH5 address in compelling fashion and further claiming Robinhood currently holds down more Bitcoin than the reigning Bitcoin hodling firm MicroStrategy. Robinhood indeed, Robinhood indeed owns more BTC than MicroStrategy as a custodian for crypto clients, Andre stressed. Noting that the Reddit user thinks Robinhood owns 116,000 coins, a good site above MicroStrategy's 105,000. But how did the crypto sleuth come to this conclusion? Well, it's best to visit the Reddit post, but I'll try my best to summarize. The timeline of evidence Andre came up with helped to reveal that some BTC transaction dates and timestamps match up uncannily with the notorious D5, DH5 Dogecoin address already linked to Robinhood. In other words, to Andre's thinking, the picture painted is one of a corporation preparing wallets for cold storage in organized fashion at almost exactly the same time. Andre notes, it would be statistically improbable that we see two addresses on two different blockchains, have eight transactions follow the exact same pattern on the same dates and at the same times by non-related entities. Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenev said in May that the company does not have significant positions on the coins it keeps on a proprietary basis. You can see a fireside chat video here of Tenev. Still, legions of redditors are convinced of Tenev's. Still, legions of redditors are not convinced of Tenev's claims, and Andre speculated that the company likely owns a number of rich list crypto wallets spanning six different cryptocurrencies. Citing Robinhood's most recent public disclosure of $11.6 billion in crypto holdings, the Redditor did some math for the BTC, ETH, and Doge addresses that they have been tracking. The Reddit user concluded, $10.2 billion total for the top three cryptos on Robinhood, leaving BCH, Litecoin, BSV, and uh, Ethereum Classic to be the remaining $1.4 billion. 
the numbers work and confirm the original hypothesis. Well, what do you think? Has Andre got it pegged? Let us know in the comments. In our final story today, the ongoing regulatory saga in India continues as the government once again attempts to clarify the status of cryptocurrencies in the country. India's Ministry of Finance recently answered some questions about the status of crypto trading regulation and investor protection. On Monday, the Minister of Finance addressed the topic at the lower house of the Indian Parliament regarding the collection of information about the number of crypto exchanges or traders in India a representative of the Ministry of Finance said the Indian government does not collect such info. When a second question was posed about the current regula regulatory regime, the minister detailed that all entities regulated by the Federal Reserve Bank of India are advised to utilize due diligence processes spanning the areas of Know Your Customer, Anti-Money Laundering and the Foreign Exchange Management Act measures. What folks really want to know, of course, is very simple. Will the government introduce regulations specific to crypto trading? To this, the reply was the old familiar line to crypto enthusiasts in India, which amounted to, we'll see. The Minister of State cited the budget speech for 2018-2019, which notes that the government does not consider cryptocurrencies legal tender or coin and will take all measures to eliminate use of these crypto assets in financing illegitimate activities or as part of the payment system. The country's inter-ministerial committee, that sounds very magical, um, was then referenced with the IMC previously recommended any private crypto not issued by the state be banned. The country's finance member recently indicated that the crypto issue is ready for consideration, but the crypto bill is not going to be considered in the current parliament session. Well, that's a lot of words for wait and see. If you don't want to wait on anyone and feel like experiencing the power of peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash right here and now, just download your own private crypto vault, the Bitcoin.com wallet. Get it for free now and begin spending and saving Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum because it's your money and not theirs. So that's all for today's show. If you're not subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the little bell notification as well. And I'm going to ask you guys to do me one favor, and that is smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm. It helps us get this video out to as many people as possible, helps us get discovered and ultimately spread the word on cryptocurrencies. So please take less than a second to just smash that like button. We really appreciate that. Um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, we've got Ethereum becoming more of a deflationary currency here with, uh, with its uh, London hard fork upgrade, moving to proof of stake, some really exciting stuff happening on the Ethereum network right now. Um, we've also got the India kind of nonchalance on regulation, lack of clarity, um, hopefully more, more to follow on that in the future. And Andre from Alberta's research on uh, on Robinhood's crypto wallets. What do you think? Do you think his story is accurate? Post it in the comment section below. But that's all for us now, and I can't wait to see you guys next week. Thank you for watching all the way to the end. Really appreciate it, and see you guys next week. Bye for now.